0: Hello, it's Sita. Welcome to my podcast. In today's episode, I will share with you some of the challenges I have faced um, during my relocation process. Um, I have mentioned in one of the previous episodes when I talked about the reasons for the relocation and how to get it done correctly, um, that I will be preparing another episode for sure about the challenges. So now I've been, I've been in Cyprus now for 15 months, which is a quite, I think it's, 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 an enough, it's enough time to, to read some conclusions and to share with you some of the not so bright side and the challenges that I have faced during this period of time. So first of all, um, just to remind you, I moved alone with my dog. So this is where the whole thing starts. In the past, all my life actually, I lived in the city center. I lived in Tel Aviv for 25 years, I was a true Tel Aviv girl, I lived in the center, I didn't own a car, I was walking the streets, I was really in the middle of it, okay? I just walked down from my building. There was always the, the shop, the the Seven Eleven or the, you know, the AMPM, as they called it in Israel. And everything you need in the middle of the night. It's also a city. It's a, it's a bust. Yeah, it's full of, full of life. Full on city. So I always lived in the city center. And also afterwards, when I moved out with my dog, because I believed that he deserved a garden, I was in the city center of another city, but I was just like very close to the sh- to the closest to, you know, the, sh- the store, the, the kiosk, whatever you need was just right there. So this was my first challenge. Uh, you take the city girl into a village setting. Yeah, a village setting. I'm talking village. Isolated resort style villas. And I'm at the edge. I'm at the very end of this village. I'm the third house from the last. Okay. And then it's the fields. And and uh, it's uh, like an open area. And then the sea. So this was probably the greatest challenge that I faced. Because the lifestyle. What I was used to previously. In all my life. Was very, very different. Um, You go out. On the street, and there's nobody, okay? There is no life here. I have to walk up like five or seven probably five, seven minutes walk uh, to the strip, to the main road to the main street of this village, which is a very touristic area. okay, so this is don't don't think that we are at the end of nowhere. No, we are not. this is a this is a resort village. This is a very touristic, beautiful place private villas with swimming pools, okay, so it's really beautiful area, but when it comes to the feeling of of, of life around you, you yes? know, like, where are the people, you look out the window, and yes, nature is beautiful, okay, it's breathtaking, uh, the sea, um, I have a beautiful house, like, beyond my wildest imagination ever, with a private pool, with a huge garden, and, uh, amazing. But I was missing life. I was missing action. Yeah, like imagine all my life I just walked down from the street, from my house and there was action, people. And even if I don't want to talk to anybody, but I want to see people. I want to see faces. I want to see cars. I want to hear traffic. I want to hear noise Uh, because that's what I was always used to. And all of a sudden, I'm here in this village setting, in this countryside setting. And I was like, okay. And I didn't have a car. For the first year, I was here. I didn't have a car. So I walked. And of course, there's great public transportation here. It takes you, um, you know. But the idea of isolation, it wasn't the, the, the question of loneliness or aloneness, it was the idea of i'm isolated like where are the people where is life where where do i go to see faces i'm cooped up in my house all day yeah i work remotely as you know all i need is my laptop so i'm sitting inside and i'm like okay and it was more difficult for me to get up to the coffee shop where i can easily set up my office and do my do my zoom meetings and do my do my calls from there but it all seemed like such an effort ...comparing to what I was used to. Uh, there were times last summer when my best friends... ...I have a lot of friends here, yes. But when my best friend was away... ...they went back to Germany for the summer. And I was like, sometimes at 7 o'clock in the evening... ...because it's too hard to go out during the day... ...especially if you don't have a car. You definitely don't want to be walking... ...when it's like 30-something degrees outside... ...with 70-plus degrees of... ...70-plus plus percent of humidity... You're melting on the way, yes. So there were some some evenings when I felt so isolated. I was so eager and hungry to see people, to see faces, to hear noise, to hear some you know some something besides the birds, which is amazing, and the sea, which is also amazing, of course. That I walked up every evening to the supermarket just to get an ice cream. It was like. I was like, "Oh, you're pathetic! You come to the supermarket to see people." I was like, "How low can you go?" <laughs> so, this feeling of isolation was was uh, was challenging because of my previous lifestyle, lifestyle which was so completely different. Uh, the hustle and bustle of the city life with all the ups and downs. Yeah, it's not that it was um, it was uh, always. Uh, uh the most amazing thing yeah you know how it is to feel to live in the city but it was such a 180 degrees change to what i have now and it took some time to get used to it and of course now that i bought my car i'm like oh sure yeah it's like <laughs> it's it's like i'm discovering the whole place oh yeah there is life of course there is life yeah, it's just it's two minutes drive from here. There is a beach with a party going on and uh, let's go to this other beach or let's take my bicycle at the back of my car in the trunk because I want to go for a bicycle ride on the promenade, yeah, on the seaside walk in Paphos. So, I wa- so all of a sudden everything became very accessible and the, the feeling of isolation has disappeared but this was definitely an issue that i was dealing with that was something that was that took time to get used to being in the city and that i did consider in the winter especially i did consider moving into the big city uh limassol is amazing i love the vibe the action yeah the, the uh, it 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 reminds me of of an upgraded um version of tel aviv with all the nationalities and and the the noise, and the colors, and the coffee shops, and the beautiful beach. I was there and I was like, oh my God, I want to live here. But then, I reminded myself why I left Tel Aviv at the end because I couldn't stand it anymore. It was too much, it was too much noise, too many people, too much traffic. It was just too much at the city center. And I kind of like reminded myself why I left. I was like, all right, Sita, just deal with it. Find a solution, because going back to the city might seem very attractive. But this is not who you are anymore. This is not your real personality anymore. It tires me, it drains my energy, it drains my focus way too much distraction way too way too it's just too much too much so now that i have my car i solved the issue of the isolation the other challenge that i could mention is of course i don't speak greek now most of the people in cyprus they speak english and i live in an international community this is a very uh, it's, this is an English-speaking place. Yes, it's like uh, I mentioned it one of my previous episodes. Everybody is uh, from everywhere. Yeah, Europeans, uh, Polish, uh, Germans, uh, British, lots of them, uh, Russians, Israelis, uh, all the all the imaginable nationalities. You can imagine they live here in this area, and I believe they are like more than fifty percent of the local population here. So. Everywhere you go here people speak English. So this is not the issue. But you want to deal with um for example government agencies or you know getting the red tape the the all the all the bureaucracy. Imagine I signed my company papers because I have I I have a company here. I signed my company papers and I everything is in Greek. So until today, I have no idea what I actually signed. And this is like a booklet with this official stamp on it. And I'm like, can I get uh, a copy in English? I mean, is it, isn't it it a basic, like standard procedure? If you, as the Cyprus government, has such an extensive foreign community here, and many of them are, are uh, you know, they have businesses here, they have companies here they they have some kind of business activity i mean isn't it basic standard procedure to have those official papers also translated to english i mean this is something that blows my mind like how come how 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 is it even possible until today i have no idea what i signed and i have the papers and also you get like Uh, You know, you want to get some things done and you go on their official website, for example, paying the social insurance. You go on the official website and you're like, you switch to English and still half of the page is written in, in Greek. And I'm like, okay, people, it's the same like I mentioned before. Like, how come you don't make sure that it is accessible, understandable to this huge foreign community that you have over here. So, at the end of the day, I believe I will have to learn Greek. <laughs> it is. Um, I had a friend back in Israel. She was Greek originally, and she said that it's a difficult language. I don't know. Um, I only picked up like a word or two, but um, yeah. I guess if you if you really want to stay, even though I know people here who've been here for more than a decade, yeah, and they never really bothered to learn uh, any Greek because you don't really, really need it. You can get everything and anything except the official things, except the government papers, except the, the social insurance number and and everything that has to go around the, the, the bureaucracy part. So this, I find another um, challenge that uh, when you relocate, it's Better if you speak the local language. Now, I can't even imagine. I have friends who moved to Thailand. I don't know how they're doing it over there. Do they have like everything translated to English? Or how does it work with the red tape or the bureaucracy part of it? But I can tell you from my side here in Cyprus that the government is seriously lacking this, um, this uh, accessibility to, to all their official papers in English. Um. What other challenges that I can think of are, you know, the hassle of of getting things done like repair work or, or, uh, you know, looking for professionals to help you do certain things. But I believe that this is really um, a very natural uh, part of the progress of the process when you're relocating because you are Copying, in a way, your life to a new country, to a whole new environment. So you have to build your life in this new environment. You are, and in the process, of course, you're rebuilding yourself. You are a new person. So you do need highly developed survival skills. That's for sure. That's definitely for sure. You have to have very good survival skills taking care of yourself, know what to do, uh, putting yourself first. And it's not a question of being an egotistical person. It's just basic survival. You look after yourself. You take care of yourself and uh, you are your first priority. So these were the challenges, uh, more or less. Uh, Yes, it's not much. So uh, if you're thinking about relocation, do it. Until next time, have a wonderful day.